Welcome to this episode of the Command Q&A podcast. I'm Paul Peluso, the editor of Officer Magazine. I'm joined today by Greg Percy, the police chief of the town of Benson in North Carolina. Thanks for joining us, Chief. Thank you. My pleasure, sir. So chief Percy has worked in law enforcement since 1993 and has served as the chief of Benson for the last three years. Today, we're talking about community policing and how law enforcement agencies can engage with the public that they serve. So, Chief, can you start off just talking a little bit about your agency, um, how many you know officers you guys employ, how many staff members, and basically the um, type of community that you serve? Yes, sir. Um, our, our department has 18 full-time positions and five part-time auxiliary officers and one civilian employee. We have a population of approximately 4,100 people, um, but like most uh most municipalities in, in our area of North Carolina, it's, it's growing pretty rapidly. We've increased by a thousand people probably within the last 10 years. Um, we, uh, we, I don't know what I wanted to say, um, it's 2.8 square miles. And, and probably the most notable thing about where we are is we're at the intersection of I-95 and I-40 in North Carolina, um, the, the major north, south, and east, west interstates in on the east coast. Okay. And um, can you just talk a little bit about um, ways that your department um, engage? Well, actually, first, sorry about that. Can you talk about how your community and your department um, has changed? You talked about a little bit about how it's grown a lot. Um, how has that, I guess, changed, you know, the, the number of officers that you've had or how they serve the community? Yes, sir. When I, when I first started in Benson in, in the mid-90s, uh, I want to say we had 11 full-time officers, and, and like I said, we're now up to 18 full-time, um, and that's directly uh, because of the growth that we're seeing, as, as well as the uh, the specialization that, that has become necessary um, as as law enforcement has changed. Uh, we have a, a community policing officer that we that started in 2009 with a with a grant from the Department of Justice, um, and that officer is our liaison between the police department and the community and the business owners, they're the point of contact for anything that the public needs as far as programming or, or educational opportunities. Um, having said that, the, our community policing program is the responsibility of, of every officer on staff from, from myself down. Uh, we take a great deal of pride in, in interacting with our community um, and you know, I expect that, that they're, I expect for our guys and girls to be out, you know, talking with the with the school kids or, or visiting the businesses and, and being that friendly face in the community. So, you know, before you guys had the community liaison, do you feel like, um, you know, it, do you, did you guys have a different type of engagement with the community before then? Did it change? Did it increase? Um, or, you know, did it become more difficult when, when the population grew a little bit? Uh, we've always... Um, We've always had a, had a mandate to to interact with our community. Um, our, our town managers and our and our previous boards and stuff have have made that a point of emphasis for us. Um, the the pre previous chief that was here um, was was chief for about about 15 years, um, and that was one of his um, one of his primary focuses. And 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 when I took over as chief, I continued that and actually expanded it a little bit. Um, it does become more difficult as as our population grows because, like, like last year, our calls for service went up by 24%, um, and and it it does be become a little bit more of a challenge because you're you're stretched thin at times. 
but like I said, we're we expect our our officers to be that friendly face, and it, it doesn't take you know a couple minutes to to, to pop into business and, and talk to the manager or or pull over to the side of the road where somebody's you know maybe tending their flowers and stuff, and just have a brief conversation and, and let them know that that we're out and we're available. Can you talk about uh, a few of the ways that your department engages with the community and also do you guys have uh, different types of events or efforts that you put forth to uh, really strengthen that bond? Yes, sir. Um, from a from a programming standpoint, we participate in, in like the Coffee with a Cop sessions and we also participate in National Night Out. That was something that, that I started when I, when I took over as chief. Um, locally, we have a lot of special events that we do. Um, we have a we have a community day here in town where we where we cook uh, pretty much hot dogs and hamburgers for, for the T ball teams and such. Uh, we host a toy drive at Christmas. Uh, we we uh, prepare and deliver meals at Thanksgiving. We participate in our town's trunk or treat celebration. Um, we also cook at our Veterans Day celebration every November. Uh, we read to read the kids at the library. Um, we host a uh, a summer sports program for for disadvantaged youth in our community. That's a that's a three month thing that we do uh, where they play basketball, soccer, kickball, and we provide them a meal as well. And then, like yesterday, we were at our elementary school and our middle school passing out school supplies to the kids as as they came back on their first day. Um, and one thing we're we're working on right now is is the creation of a citizens police academy that we hope to launch probably the winter of this year to help dispel any misconceptions that our community may have about what law enforcement does. Okay. And um, how are your officers trained to engage with the community? Uh, we know, you know, officers come in all shapes and sizes and they might not be you know, the most cuddliest of people. <laughs> how um, how do you guys, I guess, get them into that mindset that they have to be able to interact with uh, members of the community? Well, they get their their basic community policing training when they're in the police academies or, or our basic law enforcement training at our community colleges. They they get you know an overview of that. Once they get to us, we we also do some some more advanced training at our local community colleges or our other training facilities. Um, most of it, though, to be quite honest, is passed down officer to officer. Um, one one of the things that I talk to every applicant about is our history. Of, of how and why we work in the community and what my expectations are for, for enhancing that relationship that we have. Um, the newer officers, they get to see the command staff and the supervisors at all, all our community events, and, and we have a lot of them. And um, that community service mindset is passed down, you know, just, just, from, just from seeing us there doing what we do. Okay. And how, how does community policing differ from, say, small or mid-sized um, police department to bigger ones? Um, working in a smaller community, I believe it's easier uh, for us to be on a first-name basis with, with, say, the business owners or, or some of the residents in town. Um, you know, or to like yesterday, we were at the schools, and and you know, you you see these kids that you spent the summer with, and you can remember their names and, and their parents' names and such. It's a, a more personal relationship. Um, on the flip side, though, you know, the larger agencies may have a team of, of officers that are that they dedicate to community policing. Um, so it's it's probably less of a stress or strain on their resources than it would be for us. 
um, given our, our size and such, but that's one of the things that's unique to working in, in small town America, and um, that's something I want to try to preserve. Okay, and yeah, if you can talk a little bit about like how, what are the advantages of having strong ties to the community when it comes to, you know, responding to, um, you know, large scale events, even small scale events or investigations of crimes and just being able to know that they can trust you. What, what's the advantage of that? You said it yourself, it's trust. Um, yeah. You know, I've, 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 I've worked in Benson since 1995 and I've developed a lot of relationships, you know, over, over the years. Um, you know, there, there's always going to be those in the community that, that may not like us for simply for what we represent. But but by and large, I feel like we have an excellent relationship with all of our residents and, and treating them with respect and dignity um, goes a long way. They know that they can that they can trust us and you know, say so they have you know information to give, you know, if, if it needs to be confidential, it'll remain confidential. Um, we're not going to we're not going to burn anybody if, if, if they reach out to us for for help or, or to help. Um, it, you have to. You have to have give and take, you know, b between us and between them, and and you have to work to to keep that relationship valid. Just a couple more questions here. First, uh, you know, do you believe that community, the idea of community policing, still works? Um, and what have been some of the challenges that you guys have faced? Uh, community policing, at least for us, is is still a vital component of, of what we do. Um, like I said, there there may be those that that don't particularly care for us, but you have to engage them where they are to try to change their mind. And it also, you know, those that support you, you have to continue to build on that relationship. It, it's those personal relationships that 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 will carry you through, you know, of what could potentially be a, a tough time. Um, you know, back several summers ago when the protests and stuff were taking place, we actually had a couple here in town. Um, you know, and, and we, we went out and met with the group and, and they wanted to do a march. So, so we blocked off intersections and let them have their say and, and hold their event and stuff. And at the end of it, um, you know, we all gathered in a circle and, and said a prayer and, and went our, you know, we both went our separate ways. You know, they, they got to, you know, express themselves and, and we, we let them, um, you know, we let them do what they felt they needed to do and everybody was happy at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's give and take. Okay. And yeah, just last question here. Uh, you, you were appointed to the board of governors of the, uh, small rural, uh, law enforcement executives association. Can you talk a little bit about, um, the organization and how it helps smaller and mid-sized departments and some, some of, um, what you guys have gotten out of it so far? Yes, sir. Um, Right or wrong, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the decisions and a lot of the opinions that are that you see on a national level are, are from your large metropolitan agencies, um, you know, Philadelphia, New York, Los Angeles, places like that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the vast majority of, of police agencies in in the United States don't have a thousand officers. You know, I, I would dare say most of them probably have less than than twenty, you know, fifteen or twenty. Um, that's the reality of, of, of policing in America. Um, and the Small and Rural Law Enforcement Executive Association 
their their mission is to advance the viewpoint of of those of us that don't really have a voice or historically have not had a voice um and to give realistic you know examples of, of the challenges and stuff that we face great and um yeah i just want to thank you again for taking the time to to talk to me today uh is there anything that you wanted to add um about you know community policing that we may not have touched on um i would say you know like and we touched on briefly that you know to me policing is more than than writing writing tickets and making arrests um you know you can have just as much of an impact or sometimes more by by offering a offering a resource or or sometimes just simply being someone that they can talk to um you never know how you're going to affect someone just simply by you know by listening to them or 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 being a friend to them and i think a lot of times that gets lost in in today's world okay well thank you again chief percy uh for for joining us today and i'd like to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the command q a podcast and if you have any questions please reach out to us at editors at officer.com take care <laughs>